Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, the Imperfect Man Podcast, and it's been a long time, and I know y'all probably thought I forgot about you, but I didn't, and I'm here to say the podcast is back, it's going to be up and running weekly now, and I'm excited to see you guys, talk to you guys, um, be blessed by you guys, and uh, we're ready to go full steam ahead, and uh it's been a long time. I haven't had any equipment. My computer broke. I don't have anything for my microphones. I had no way to record. And I had no space on the other phones. And now I finally got blessed with um with the with the new phone that I can actually use for the podcast and for myself to be more um prevalent on social media and uh just to share God's love. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be un untoxic, as less toxic as possible. It is football season, so I might get a little toxic, but nothing too nothing too too bad or nothing ungracious, you know what I'm saying? But um like it always is go Niners, baby. And uh I'm just so happy to be back, man, and uh it makes me a little uneasy, makes me a little emotional at times. Because you don't realize how much something means to you until it disappears or how much something um, matters to you until it disappears. And sometimes we can have that in life with um, people. We can have that in life with pets. We can have that in life with uh, just anything, really. You know what I mean? And uh, you could, you know what I mean? You could, your phone could break, you know what I mean? And then you're like, like. I didn't realize how much I needed a phone or how valuable this phone was for me. And now it might be good for you to take breaks from the phone. But if you need a phone for certain things or, you know what I mean, for positive things, then then you won't realize how much it was. And, and, and to me, it's like um, like I have this new phone now and I'm back on that iPhone gang and uh, I use it and I see it. And I didn't want to be stuck on it as much as I was beforehand. And I mean, like, I, I use it, and uh, it's more, like, I'm using it more now, too, because it's Christmas and and everything, but I still feel like I have that connection with God. I still feel like I I I use it, but I don't forget to read my Bible, or I use it, and I don't forget to listen to a sermon once in a while, or listen to something positive on my feeds, or, or um, listen to my worship music while I still pray and get into God. And I feel like that's what's happened sometimes is something new comes in and then we forget about what we cared about before that new thing came in. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, uh, it's so different and so crazy to have a phone now and see the difference of how I used to be and how I had the phone, I had the ability, but I still didn't take that time to have God prevalent in my life. And then I used this phone that was just raggedy, that was so slow, that couldn't take a picture to save its life. That You know what I mean? Like it took a picture, but it looked like I was taking a picture on a Blackberry from 2000. And you know what I mean? And I can't even make calls on it. I can get calls and I can send texts, but then sometimes my texts won't go through. And it's it was a hassle and a hassle. And no way of like, like, I could probably record audio, but it wouldn't even... I couldn't upload. I couldn't do nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like, if I could, it'd be a miracle. and You know what I mean? And if I could, it wouldn't be putting out the best of what I have. 
And uh, I know I would just get too frustrated and not put in my full care and thought. So um, a lot has happened since I've last talked to you guys. I don't even remember what we talked about. I don't remember what happened, but I, I hope everybody's been blessed. I hope everybody's been excited about life. And I know we were going to start the iPhone Diaries. And then once again, stuff happens and it gets pushed back. And now we're here, right? And now I got my own I got my own iPhone. And uh, this is somewhat similar to the iPhone Diaries because I am recording on my iPhone. But I'm still going to be putting out those podcasts, right? I'm still going to be putting out real podcasts. I'm going to try to do it every weekly. And um, I'm your boy's working now, so I got I'll be working. And on my off days, I'm probably gonna do it on my Tuesdays or my Mondays. Maybe upload it on my Wednesdays. We'll see, or the Tuesdays and Mondays. It just depends when it gets done. And I'm gonna be posting videos on social as much as I can, and just try to keep everything going and keeping everything alive and well and just succeeding in a positive note. And I'm just so happy to be here back with you guys. And uh, I was sitting down earlier and I was getting a word ready and I was writing down these verses that I felt were speaking out to me. And some of them are big, some of them are long, some of them are short. And um, I like to write out my verses and then go back, read them and see what uh, what I can pull from them. And um, what I can tithe into making something. And I was writing this thing out. And I was like, I finished it and I was going to keep going. And I look at it and I'm like, this doesn't feel, um, I I guess you could say natural. It doesn't feel natural. What I'm writing right now doesn't feel like it's like it's a blessing more or less than it's just something that I'm, I'm something that I'm comfortable with knowing and it's general knowledge about a certain thing. Or maybe even if it isn't general knowledge, it's just something I didn't feel like I should say on the first podcast back. So I just stopped right there. I told God, like, you know, when the time comes, you'll tell me what to say. And usually I like to at least write a couple things down or at least write some of what I'm going to say down. And I wrote verses down, but I never got to writing what I wanted to say down. And I think for the first podcast back, it's something that is should should be done this way. I shouldn't have a written statement or a written verse or a written word for us to get into, right? Speaking of that, let's 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 I got too excited. Let's get into a quick prayer. Uh bow your heads if you're not bowing your heads while you're dri- driving, um take off your caps or do whatever you got to do and just focus on the Lord while you drive for a second as well. Thank you Jesus for bringing us here tonight or this morning or during the day wherever we may be listening to this. I pray Father God that um, you would just continue to ride with us through our journey, continue to be with us wherever we go on our daily walk, on our daily talk, on our daily, um, just on our daily everything, Father God. And I pray that you would just mentally, physically, emotionally clean us, Father God, cleanse us from evil, cleanse us from bad. And I pray, Father God, that you would just draw us near. Most importantly, Lord, I pray that our lives would always focus on you and our lives would focus on you, Jesus that you would continue to ride with us and go with us wherever we may go and and be with us wherever we may be. And I pray, Father God, that you would just be the most prevalent thing in our life. I pray that your word and your light would shine through this um, podcast and through this episode. And I pray, God, that you would just keep us 
smart, Father God, about the decisions we make in life and keep us humble in the in the blessings that we receive. And I pray, Father God, that we never forget about you or forget where we've come from or forget where we were, even if it was the day before. I pray, God, that you would just be the most relevant thing in our life. And I pray, God, that you would watch over us, keep us safe, keep us happy, keep us healthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. But um, I think it's a beautiful thing uh, when sometimes you just got to go off the dome, right? And uh, that's when we really get to let the Holy Spirit flow. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You guys know I got my coffee here with my favorite mug. I love my wife mug. And um, it's been... It's been a ride, guys, for sure. I think it's uh, last time I was doing the podcast, I was in the children's room. They didn't have no bed. They didn't have nearly as much toys as they do or nearly as much clothes as they do now. But um, they're excited every day that they wake up to be able to run to the room, play, run to the living room, watch TV, hang out eat different things, open the fridge, and it's been awesome. My daughter turned one uh, November 28th, 29th. I forget the date. I forget the date. And it wasn't November, it was October. Excuse me. Excuse me, I'll have to look it up. I can't get her birthday wrong. It was November 29th. Yep. Oh, November 30th. Or October. Why do I keep saying November? It's because we're in November. It was October 29th, right? I think so. I don't know my girl. I don't know my daughter's birthday. Jeez, that's rough. That is a rough one. I think it's the 22nd, actually, because my lady and I have been together for four years on the 20th. And uh, I think it's the 20th. I'm not sure. If she hears this in the future, I'm sorry. But um, I believe it's the 22nd. It is October 22nd, now that I think about it. It's October 22nd. But anyways, that, there's my CT right there, my old age, and everything in between. But uh, uh, it's been awesome seeing her get bigger and older and walking and talking and crawling and giving kisses and and taking off her socks and taking off her diapers and running around and looking cute with her bows in her hair. And my son getting bigger, getting older, looking stronger and, and just more and more like a, a, a little guy. And more and more of into a big guy, I guess you could say. And it's just awesome having a family. And it's awesome seeing my wife grow as well, spiritually and uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. She's been in the gym. And she's been feeling mentally clear from that. And it helps her release some stress. And me starting this job has been doing the same thing. I've been working here for about a month now. At this job, month and a half maybe. A little less than a month and a half. And it's been awesome. It's just been... It's been working and loving the fam and sleeping because I work nights. So your boy ain't up late nights anymore. He's usually sleeping through the day or cutting his sleep in half so he can kick it with the fam, you know. But it's awesome to feel like right now it's, I think, three in the morning or almost three in the morning. And, and I got energy because I'm usually working and I usually get off at five unless I stay late. And I work uh, Wednesday through Sunday. Yeah, Wednesday through Sunday, Monday and Tuesdays off. But it's a blessing that I didn't know I need. I need it because sometimes we become, uh, you know, we become indifferent with how we feel in life. We become, um, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Uh, I know I'm not taking enough time with God, but I, I'm not doing anything besides watching the kids and cleaning up. But I still feel like I don't want to do 
anything else. I just want to kick back and relax and we become complacent on what the true mean of worshiping God means, right? What do we do? God has called us to worship. God has called us to spread love, to spread peace, to go through ups and downs, but to always see Christ through the center of every bullet that's shot, right? And um, that's the beautiful thing about getting a job is for me, it exposed me to new lighting. It got me ready for the world because before I felt like I wasn't ready. Felt like uh, not necessarily was going to mess around, but I felt like it was going to be what it was before, which was messing around, right? And I had confidence in myself, but that was a problem. I didn't have confidence in Christ because I had confidence that I could do it on my own. But knowing God, he'll show you otherwise. He shows us that we can't do things on our own sometimes because then we'll forget about them. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, yo, I I definitely feel like I should have been a professional fighter. 100% should have been a professional fighter. And I couldn't figure out why. Why couldn't I why couldn't I be a professional fighter? And it all came down to two things or three things maybe. It came down to greed. I'd be definitely greedy with my money. I'd be very giving to things that I cared about, but I don't know if I'd be so giving to my God, right? And maybe I would be, maybe I wouldn't. But all I know is I cared about money too much that it could in fighting it could get you hurt. You could fight for money so much that you're fighting every week and then it's damaging your health or you know what I mean? Different things like that. That's one thing. Two things, I couldn't be able to handle the world. Uh, I've I, I had the world in my hands once and I, I don't think I did very well. Uh, I think I got into a lot of trouble. I think I put people that I loved into harm and I, I still go through that to this day. You know, I got things from my past that follow me now. I got a call one or two weeks ago from uh, somebody who I think I know who is and somebody who does not do, that does not need to know where I am and it could cause harm or it couldn't and it could be you know what I mean it could it could really go either way and uh, so I don't think I could handle the fame and all that and I also think I couldn't handle success I feel like I'd forget I feel like I'd be the guy who says you know I love God and I praise God, but then I would never take time for God. I would not be, uh, so I'd be, I love Jesus Christ on the mic, but then my, my life would probably be a different story, whether it be, you know what I mean, getting in trouble outside of the cage or getting in trouble wherever it may be. So I know right now that God has put in my heart, like, yo, maybe that's just not for you right now, and I accepted it. And I see people that are successful, and sometimes I'm like, yo, I can be way more successful than them. I work so much harder than them. And I know I have that drive, but um, it eats me up inside because I feel like if I had more discipline and if I let God take full control, that maybe one day I could be there and I'm not there right now. So you never know. I could be there and God could fix everything within myself or I could just not do it and I could be okay with that. Now, before I would not, I would never be okay with it. I, I would just always have a problem with it. I got a job to raise. I got a job to go to, and then I got a job that I'm always at 24-7, and that's being a great husband, being a, being a great father. And those things never leave you, whether you're out of their sight or not. How you act in the world is how you will treat your children and your wife when you see them. You know what I mean? Like, if you do dirty behind their back, you're going to do dirty in front of them. If you respect them behind their back, you're going to respect them when you see them. And 
there's a point in life where we got to come to the conclusion of we're playing two sides and we're either going to love our family the full time and act like we love them when we're away or we're going to just complain about them. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the guy who's like, man, um, I love coming to work so I can get away from my family. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that guy. Or man, my wife is this, this, and this. And I'm glad I'm working tonight. Or you know what I mean? Saying disgraceful and hurtful things behind either our significant others or our children's back or even like friends and family that we don't care for too much either. It, it, it's, it really is how you treat people is how you will treat them to their face. And a lot of people can be fake, but a lot of people see through fakeness. A lot of people just accept the fakeness and move on and don't put their time into it, but they still see it. You know what I mean? They still see that hurt that that they're getting from you. And uh, I'm really just excited to be back and I'm really excited to feel changed. And I feel like I knew I was changed for a couple of reasons, just because when I got the phone, I wasn't so rushy to get it. I was rushy because I was excited, but I wasn't like, as soon as it came in, I had to get it that exact day. I waited till. I had an opportunity to get it, and then I picked it up. Same thing with The Sims, kind of, you know what I mean? Same thing with the using it and just using it for the right reasons. I may, I, may, I listen to my music, my worship music. It, it keeps me flowing when I need it. Like, I listened to a song before I got on, just to put me in that state of mind of how beautiful our God is, right? And we can forget that sometimes... Beauty is not what we see on the outside, but what we see within the thing that we're looking at, right? I see God and I see his beautiful nature. I see the beautiful things that he's given me, where he's brought me from, and I didn't deserve it whatsoever, right? And I look at them and I see them and I I, I adore him for what he's done because I could just go back to what I was doing, right? I could put no effort back into this podcast. I could say, yo, I lost the email. I didn't put in any effort to find it. I lost the channel. Couldn't put any effort into find it. I could completely ignore Instagram. I could remove all those things and not put any time into them for any good reasons, right? Instead, I'm here trying to worship. I'm here diving into my Bible and, and, and my my writing book to let God know that he will always be prevalent in my life and that the promises that I made to him were not fake promises by continuing this podcast and continuing what I can do. I don't have to have my computer. I don't need my microphone. I can get all those things at the time and I can find ways to to edit on the phone. You know what I mean? People become billionaires just using an iPhone and I can, you know, be a podcaster by just figuring out how to use the iPhone. And that's what I'm putting my time into now is figuring out how to use the iPhone to, to keep my word to you guys, to keep my word to God, to keep my word to myself. Because without keeping your word, there is no characteristic of your of yourself, right? You hold no character. And character has value, not only to God, but it has value to other people. They see the character the character that you carry. It all goes back to who you, what you're saying behind other people's backs, how you're treating everybody. And uh, sometimes we don't treat everybody the best. They might catch us at a bad moment or a bad time. But as long as we continue to rewrite those wrongs, Every time we have an interaction with somebody, they can't hold on to that forever because they, they know something was just out of pocket that day, right? Something just wasn't right. And uh, it's your job to either fix it or it's either job, your job to just move on to the next person and let them feel what you really want them to feel, which is what, really, what God really wants us to feel and to give out to others. And I think it's just a beautiful thing that not only 
just spiritually, I feel stronger. Mentally, I'm feeling a little bit stronger every day. And I'll never be perfect, and I understand that. But I know I'll never give up, and I understand that too. It's no, There's no sense of being a quitter. You know what I mean? Like, why are you going to try things uh, not full-heartedly if you can't pursue them faithfully? You know what I mean? If you're going to try something, do it with full confidence, full faith, and pursue it with everything you got. Because if not, then it's just going to be something that you regret later on in life or something that you see in life that you know you shouldn't do or you should have done. And it could hold you back from something greater. And that's what's crazy is we come, we wake up every day, we hit work, we hit the gym, we, you know, we do different things. And we're either going to hit it 100% or we're going to hit it half-heartedly. And whether... Whatever we hit that day is going to depend how we feel throughout the day. I know if I don't wake up and I say and I pray at least for five minutes, you know, or even if it's a quick prayer, I know I'm not going to have the best day. I know that if I pray, it'll make my day a little bit better. I know if I read my word, it'll make my day a little bit better. I know if I listen to worship music, it'll make my day a little bit better. If I listen to a sermon, it'll make my day a little bit better. I can go from zero to 100 real quick. And God works on my patience every day. Especially because now that I work nights, sometimes I only get four or five hours of sleep. Less than that, maybe, you know, two, three hours of sleep. And then I'm up with the kids and I have to keep myself from falling asleep so nothing happens to them. So my patience runs very low. But it's my job to be patient, right? It's my job to keep patience. It's also my job to shine my light for them. And I want to be the example where, yeah, daddy's tired, but he's still awake. He's still hanging out. He's still trying to play. He's still trying to cook. He's still trying to clean. He's still trying to do all those things that he was doing before. The only thing different is when I go to sleep, daddy goes to work. Right? And sometimes it's heartbreaking because I want to lay down with him. And I want to stay in that bed with him. But I know without me going to work, there's no extra income for us to be more comfortable at life, more comfortable living in our home. You know what I mean? There's I have to, I get to look at a full tank of gas and it 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 truly breaks my heart in a good way seeing that I get to have a full tank of gas whenever I need it. I was telling my wife, yo, we have extra we have extra money this week and I still haven't even got my full check. I only got paid one check. Like my first beginner check. Everybody knows when you start a job if you don't start you know what I mean, on the start of the pay period, you're not gonna get paid your full check. And I got my full check and we still have money from, you know what I mean? From just checks. And it's a blessing because I don't have to worry about Wednesday waiting. We got we to gotta stretch this money out for two weeks. and You know what I mean? I don't have to worry about not getting everybody Christmas gifts, but being able to get people gifts that I want to get them. And it, that was another thing that was awesome to me is how more how much more giving I feel now that I got blessed with this job. Now that I see the extra money, I make sure I give my tithes and I give my money to God because without him, I wouldn't have this money. And I, and it makes me happy because I, I see Christmas right around the corner and I get to see like I'm so excited to be more giving this year. And when you're a kid, you just you want to receive and that's OK. But when you get older, sometimes we don't have money to give and there's nothing wrong with having money and not being able to give. It just sucks when you don't when you don't have money and you can't give, you feel a little bad. And I just don't get how some people have money and they don't want to give, even though they have money. You know what I mean? 
So that's one thing that I, I'm excited about. I completely understand not having money and being able to give because I was there. What I don't get is how people can be giving to just their immediate family and not even offer one thing to one other family. And uh, it's no judgment on them, but I just encourage everybody to be a little bit more giving this year. And if you don't have the funds, don't feel a need to give unless God puts it in your heart. I've given things away now to people I just met my first day. There's a guy at my work. Uh, I met him one day, didn't talk to him too much. And then the second day, I just hit it off with him. I ended up talking to him. You know what I mean? I gave him a book. And then I gave him a Bible. And it was... Uh, it's not that we're putting... It's not that we're throwing stuff away or we're losing out on certain things. But it's more or less that we're giving resources to help people get them out of where they've been. Right? And God will use those resources to get them through any situation that they go through. And even with that, even by giving somebody a helping hand or giving somebody some good advice or being giving a great attitude at your job, that might lift somebody else's encouragement of having a bad day. And uh, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Choking on something there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. No one lights a lamp. So we're going to read from Luke. Luke 11, 33-36, right? And I believe we talked about this before, but... Something a little different this time. No one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden. Or under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand so that those who come in may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and not and no inner and no part of it is darkness, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. Meaning in the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 33, they're telling us like, hey, you're like this light. Remember, we talked about it a long time ago. We were this light on a hill that just brightened up those that were around us and it lit up people close to us to give them light. And it's our vision. It's our job. Once we have that light to spread our light, right? We don't want to be like, we don't want to be people walking with night vision goggles on, being able to see darkness with our light, but not sharing it with other people. Right. Because then we're just looking at all these people that don't know where they're going around us. Right. We have our night vision on. We can see and we can walk in the right direction because God has given us that light. But then we also see the people around us who are just wandering in different directions, not following what Christ has or not following in the right direction to become safe and get their get to a safe place. But every direction that they're choosing to go is leading them to a terrible place. Right. And. In this right here, it's just telling us like when you see something dark, there's probably something dark within yourself, right? If you look at something and you reject it, if it's wrong, then you're going to have a sense of 
of, okay, I'm doing the right thing. But if I see something and I carry on with it, or if I see something and I become curious, but then I become, um, if I become curious and then I take action on it, then I'm doing something wrong. It means whatever action I'm causing myself to do is causing my light to burn out. That there's something within my body, with something within myself that I'm doing in my daily life that is causing me to take action. Once we see light and we carry light, we'll always see light and we'll reject the dark. Meaning if my lamp is on and my light is bright within myself and every time I walk somewhere I see something, I'm walking, not thinking about fighting off the devil, but naturally doing it. And then if he tries to spark curiosity, I fade away from it. I'm doing something right in my life. If I'm walking in darkness and I say my light is on, I'm walking and I'm curious every second. I'm walking and I see something and then I walk up to it and then I talk to it. You see what I'm saying? Our light is either on or it's off. As Christians, our light is supposed to be on 24-7. Now it's not going to be. And that's why we're imperfect. But our job is to make sure that our light carries throughout the day. And that when it when we need it to be on, it's on. And we always need it to be on. But if it's off, that we turn it back on. That we pull ourselves back from making more mistakes that lead us down a trench of just more and more pain. Because once we do one dark thing, then our light's just going to be off until we do another dark thing. Until we do another dark thing. And then we bring everything to God. And we're like, yo God, I need my light on. I need you to help me. I need you to fix me. I need you to bring me some sort of light. Some sort of, you know what I mean? I need you to forgive me for these things. And then once you start to tap in more and more, your light will slowly but surely come back. As soon as you say your prayer, your light will already start to come back. It's a little flame that just gets bigger and bigger. But the more darkness that we do... The light gets smaller and smaller, smaller and smaller until it fades out. That's what he's telling us right here in Luke. Luke is telling us, hey, Jesus said that our lamp is supposed to be lit. And that our hearts and our bodies are supposed to have that light within it. So once we do something out of pocket, just know that your flame is going down and your light will eventually go out. Or even just doing that one thing will turn it off completely. If you see something and you are happy about it and it's not right, then that means you already have something within yourself going wrong. You know what I mean? If you're standing up for things that you shouldn't stand up for, you shouldn't believe in, you're doing something that you're falling into, you're falling into something that you shouldn't do, and you're causing yourself to turn your light off. And it's not that we do it. Um, sometimes we do it intentionally. Sometimes we might not even be sure of doing it, but we know that we feel off. And even if you think that you feel off, that means you probably got something going on that's causing your life to feel off. If I have a bad attitude, I know I'm, I did something that day, but you know what I mean? Because you can only blame not having enough sleep, right? You can only blame um, so-and-so so much. But at the end of the day, it's your choice that you don't get sleep, Right? And if you could barely fit in sleep, then your body should already be accustomed to getting that certain amount of sleep. My my body's already 
you know, pretty much custom to getting four hours of sleep. And I got to act as if I got nine hours of sleep or else my light won't shine. I slept for three hours of the day and I wanted to spend time with my lady before she went to work. So I stayed up with her. I made her breakfast. We hung out. and It was fun. We had a great time. She went off to work, hung out with the kids. They fell asleep. I fell asleep. You know what I mean? And I could see myself slowly but surely getting tired throughout the day and slowly but surely still trying to find my patience. And I may lose it at times, but then I come back. I reel it in. I realize that I shouldn't do those things. That's my light being on. My light would be off if I lost my patience and I didn't care that I lost my patience. I didn't think about my patience being gone. It would just be me be reacting. If we feel bad for being impatient, that means our light is still on. Yeah, we made a little mistake, but it's not turning off our flame because we're catching it and we can change it that very moment. When your light turns off is when you catch that moment and you just keep going with the moment and you ignore that feeling that you have within your mind and your heart, knowing like, probably should have been a little bit more patient, probably should have been a little bit more nice. You know what I mean? But let's carry on. We jump to Luke twelve six. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, yet not one of them is forgotten by God? Meaning when we do have those times of, I forget my patience and I lose my patience and I ignore that I'm losing my patience. Remember that God doesn't hate you. He's just waiting for you to ask him to forgive you. He's waiting for you to like, he's waiting for you to become responsible for the actions that you've taken. If you steal so much, right? And then you finally get caught and you're like, not wasn't me. Got you on camera. Nope, wasn't me. Can't They can't see it clear. And you're like, nope, wasn't me. When are you going to take responsibility? You've already got caught. You've already did wrong. You've been doing wrong. But when are you going to take responsibility? It says two sparrows, two sparrows sold for two pennies, right? Those sparrows that get thrown around, broken, tossed, obliterated, used for war, God still remembers them. So when you're going through the ringer, when you're going through whatever you go through in life, whether it's it's fall to temptation, whether it's impatience, whether it's it's uh, sadness or sorrow, whether it's, you know what I mean, your car breaks down, whatever you're going through, in that very moment, God knows what you're going through. If he doesn't forget about those two sparrows that were broken in war for two pennies, what more does your life mean to him? What more does your life, what, what, what more does he care about your life? It's easy for us to forget in times of trouble or in times of wrong, God loves us. And it's it comes between a confliction of, yo, he knows I did wrong. I feel bad for doing wrong, but I don't want to say that I did wrong. I just want to move on. And sometimes it's like, no, you need to tell God, hey, I did wrong. I I need to move on from this and I'm sorry. And then you're good. You're like, I'm good. You shake it off and you continue on, right? But don't forget what God has for you and what God knows about you. Because if he didn't forget about those two sparrows, or if he didn't forget about those five sparrows, Sold for two pennies. He's not going to forget about you. And he's always watching over you. Waiting for you to come home. So carry that with you throughout the week. 
Carry that whenever you feel down, whenever you don't feel like going to work. Remind yourself that, hey, God loves me and God's going to make this day turn around right now. I just have to talk to him. Luke twelve eleven, or 29 through 31. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all these things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you to you as well. Now, this is an easy one, right? It's like kind of dealing with possessions, but it's also dealing with God knows your feelings towards certain things, towards certain people, towards a certain act of people. And he's like, yo, you know I love you. You know I care about you. And you know I'm here for you, right? And you're like, yeah. You see all these other people getting revenge. Doesn't that make you kind of want to do it? And then you're like, yeah. And then he's like, but then aren't you like everybody else? And then you sit and you think, you're like, yeah, I am like everybody else. But you're not. We're not here to follow the pagans' customs. You know what I mean? We're not here to take part in the society of trends. We're here to take part in what Christ has called us to do. To become foreigners on this planet, but to spread his good news. And not only to spread his good news, but to have full true belief in Jesus Christ dying for our sins. Spreading his love for us. God's God spreading his love for us by giving us his one and only son, Jesus Coming back, raised from the dead three days later, leaving us with his Holy Spirit and his Holy Spirit carrying us on until we see him again. Right? So, when we see those things, when we go through those things, it's easy to become accustomed to our feelings. Not necessarily, like, it's possessions as well. And it's, you know, even with the phone, even with this phone that I got, right? God knows I need a new phone. But then at the end of the day, I know I need a new phone, but I'm not going to rush it until I find the opportunity. And for once in my life, I actually prayed before I got a phone. I was like, yo, God, please let this phone work out. Please don't let there be anything wrong with it. And please just let it work to perfection. And it's been great so far. It charges fully. I bought it pre-owned, meaning somebody had it beforehand. Or somebody fixed it, and then they sold it. So far, so good. I have made calls with it, and it was good. I've... Used it and it was good. Everything about the phone was good. On the outside, there was cosmetic differences. But within the phone itself, it worked to perfection. How much are we like the phone that I have than we are like the world? Are we cosmetically beautiful on the outside, but within our core processing selves, are we dirty? Are we, are we messed up? Are we configured into a different type of world? Are we configured into our actual processing fields? Are we actually too in-depth with our phone? Do we use our phone too much to look at toxicity and negativity? Or are we here to be light and be breath? That's the difference. Is we can cosmetically see everything that's bad on the outside and choose to reject it and not see the beauty that's within itself. I see this phone and it has a couple flaws with that on the outside, but the phone works. The phone works. 
and it works good and it's a smooth phone and it's solid and that's what I prayed for. I didn't pray for it to look like the best phone. I got a case on it anyway. You know what I mean? I got a case on it. So what does it matter? We can always look we can always fix our outside. We can always work out to lose weight. We can always, you know what I mean? Do different things to look different on the outside. But if we don't change our inside, then we're going to be a terrible human being. We're going to be terrible people. We're going to represent the wrong things. And it doesn't make sense. But it's not It's not supposed to make sense. You're just supposed to be a good person within yourself. How are you going to say you love Christ? Right? But by showing you love Christ, you're just mean to everybody. You may be a beautiful person on the outside. But once you start getting to know people, they're like, man, this person just talks bad about everybody. They hate their family. They don't like spending too much time with their kids. They like being at work all the time. They're always talking to so-and-so about so-and-so. But it's like, yo, why would we not be beautiful within ourselves? I feel like the only reason I'm with my lady is because I'm beautiful on the inside. And I tell her, I was like, I was like, it's a good thing I'm funny because on the outside I'm ugly. And she starts laughing. She's like, no, you're not. And then I'm, I'm joking around with her. But I ain't a 10. You know what I mean? She a 10. But I ain't no 10. And, um, but I got something within myself that she's seen that she cared about. Even when I was acting like a 10, on the outside I was a 10 because of the money or because of the clothes or because of whatever I had with me. And I, even though I cheated her like not a 10 for a while, she seen the inside of me that was the 10. I was looking at the wrong 10, right? Because he's boy in the 10 on the outside. But on the inside, I'm a 10. I got a loving heart. These are things that I've been told. I got a loving heart. I care about people. I love my family. I, I'm not greedy anymore. I'm passionate about things. I have ideas. And I don't know how to express myself sometimes, but it's not necessarily negative. And I love God. I want everybody know, to know that I love God. I want everybody to know that God has saved me from everything. And if you don't know, I want you to know that I love God. That's what I've been put on this earth to do. Is fight for the right kingdom. To fight for the true kingdom. To fight for the blessing of God's kingdom. And that's why I try to do every day. And sometimes I'll get hit harder and uh, my flaws will get picked down more because that's how I express myself. But I'm willing to trade blow for blow as long as Jesus is winning. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it don't matter what you believe in, who you believe in, who you listen to or what you do. Because every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess Jesus Christ is Lord. You see what I'm saying? Luke 12, 48. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded Demanded from. The one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So that just goes back to what we're talking about. 
If you demand much, much more will be asked. I'm, I, I want God to love me. I want God to take care of me and my family. I want to glorify Him through this podcast. And I know that He's going to ask for more from me. And I'm going to have to be more giving towards Him. And I'm going to have to give up, you know, time to not only pray and worship, but pray and worship every day. To take time to do the podcast every day. To edit the podcast, to post the podcast. And on top of that, be a father, be a husband. You know what I mean? Still make time for myself. Still go to my job. But if I want more and I ask for more, more will be given. Right? And he just, he entrusts me with that. From the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. He entrusts me with those things. Everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. He's given me so much. So who am I to not give back? Who am I to not give money to the poor? Or give to people who are in need? Or have a book at my house that I bring to somebody? Or give a Bible to somebody? Who am I to not speak and share time with somebody? Or pour into somebody? Or pray for somebody? I've been given much to give much. I've been entrusted with much to be given more. You know what I mean? That's what I'm here for. That's what we're all here for. We're not here just to, you know... Chill. (laughs) Like, we can chill. But there has to come a time where you want to be doing more. You don't... It's like having a job. You want to raise. You don't want to stay at the same pay for 30 years. Okay, you get more. You got to do more. I, I trust you with this much. So I need you to do this much more. The more he... The more he trusts us, the more he asks of us. And the more that he gives us the more that is demanded from us. If he gives me a home, and he's like, I need your apartment, and I give him my apartment, he gives me a house, I give him my house, he gives me a box, he gives me my box, he asks for my box, I give him my box. That's it. If I got things, if you know, I got things that are holding me back, he asks for them, I give them to him, and he's like, I need some more, boom, give it to him again. I need this, boom, give it to him again. And then he gives you this much more back. God is a very loving God and a giving God. And that's where we get caught up. It's like, even with tithes and stuff, like it gets weird. People are like, I don't want to give my money to, but why not? God is giving you everything you have and all he asks for is 10%. And yeah, it's, you know what I mean? $100 off your check or a couple hundred dollars off your check. But imagine how much more blessed you will be and feel if you give that money. Even people back in the day, excuse me, even people back in the day, they would give goats, chickens, whatever. There was a a lady, the Pharisee gave 10% of what he had, but he did it boastfully. Then Jesus pans over to the woman and he gives, she gives her very last dollar or her very last silver coin as an offering to God. And he says, blessed more is that woman who gives. Because that is all she has. Than this man right here. And it's like if the if the Pharisee would have gave with the cheerful heart. And he would have given more than God asked. If he would have given more or given to others and God. It would have been a different story. 
This lady was on her last coin. And he gave it she gave it to God knowing that she was gonna take care of him. But most importantly, knowing that it doesn't matter what's gonna happen with this coin. But I want God to know that I love him and I'm gonna stay faithful even when I have nothing. And he gives and she gives her coin to him. Beautiful stories like that make me want to be more giving and less greedy. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to give my time to you guys. Give my time to my family. Give my time to God. So that you guys can use it. My family can use it. And my my God can use it for what you guys need. Because I can't run on my time forever. I'll never go anywhere. I can't run on my time truly. Because I'll always be stuck. The only way to be unstuck is to let God, you know what I mean, take you out. When you're in quicksand, don't freak out. Don't dig yourself out because you just sink faster. But trust God that he'll get you out. He'll give you that thing to grab on and you'll get out in time. And you might sink a little bit, but you won't drown. You know what I mean? That was a podcast, y'all. That was a good one. Good one back. We're at, what, 49 minutes? Is a good one. Good first podcast back. Gonna try to get into the groove of things again. These should be popping off weekly. Depending on how long they take me to edit. Uh, I think I'm gonna have a new editing thing where I just write timestamps down of uh, things that I want to edit out. And that'll make life easier. So I can bust out these edits faster and more relevant or more uh, time convenient for everybody. You know what I mean? And it'll ease up the, the, the load on me as well. But I just think it's beautiful to take time to say that I'm I'm God's vessel. I'm God's cord, man. And I'm connected to his electricity box. And I'm here to just provide electricity for whoever wants it. And whoever needs it. And even if you don't want the electricity and you'll go get electricity from somewhere else. That's fine by me. I'm still here. I want to be, you know what I mean? I want to be so tapped into God that he allows me to tap into others. I'm here to make, you know, disciples as God has called me to do. I'm here to make loved ones and and friends and family through Christ as God has called me to do. I'm here to look at the world as something that needs love and something that needs peace and patience and, and something that just needs God all the time. And that's what I'm here to do. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for showing up. I hope you guys listen to this. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Do whatever you just got to do. I'll also be posting the audio on YouTube. Imperfect Man Podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Imperfect Man Podcast. I will be uploading at least once a week on there as well. And um, I'm just, I'm ready man. I'm ready to tap back in with you guys. Um, I got what I need to tap back in with you guys. I'm here to give my time to tap in with you guys. So I encourage you guys to know that God hasn't forgotten about you. Carry that with you guys throughout the week. Remember to keep those lights shining. And remember that you let your light shine through every decision you make and every action you do. And you'll always be okay. You know, God loves you. God loves me. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. And thank you guys for hanging out for as long as you did. Peace. I'm out.